0: hello i'm kelsey
1: and i'm kim
0: welcome to season two episode seven
1: part two two
0: of the massive fans book club podcast in case you forgot we ended up with so much content for this episode that we decided to break it into a two-parter and this episode will cover the long-awaited wild chapters of
1: 42 and 43. As a reminder, these chapters are the exact reason that this podcast is not absolutely not in any way, shape or form, safe for work or little ears. (laughs) And while we're on the reminders, here's another one. We kindly ask that you rate and review us on whatever platform you listen on so that we can make sure that this podcast finds its way to other fellow survivors of mass destruction.
0: And if you do rate and review, please let us know either through a DM on Instagram or Facebook or by using the contact us form on our website. First 20 reviewers who let us know they did so will receive a special sticker from us.
1: Ready for part two?
0: Not even a little bit. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but here it is anyways.
0: <laughs> Chapter 42 opens with Farah saying, I was not frightened, not of the role that Reese had asked me to play today. So, yep, they're headed to the Court of Nightmares, Reese is flying Farrah in, Cassie and Azrael are flanking them on either side, and more is gonna meet them there, apparently. <laughs> I, whatever, to each their own. And while they're flying, Feyre is thinking about how out of it Reese has seemed since explaining to her the night before what today would be like, what their roles would entail. And she realizes he's worried for her, which is really cute. (laughs) So to try to soften that worry, she plays with him a little, you know, like the two of them tend to do. And she tells Reese that Amaran and Moore recently explained to her that the span of an Illyrian's wing size says a lot about the size of other things. <laughs> and to add insult to injury, they think Azriel's span is the largest. <laughs> and this does give Reese some pause. <laughs> and he responds When we return home, let's get out the measuring stick, shall we? And he grins at her, (laughs) and he grins at her before plummeting them down towards the trees, which draws a little scream from Feyre, which would be funny enough already, but uh, I guess this also caused her to like really grab onto him tight because she's basically got her head buried in his neck, and so he's whispering to her, you're willing to brave my brand of darkness and put up your own, willing to go to a watery grave and take on the weaver, but a little free fall makes you scream. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah i mean i'm afraid of heights so i'm with her <laughs> and she just tells him that next time she'll let him rot instead of waking him up from a nightmare which again is fair and hilarious but reese nails it on the head calling her bluff because there's no way she'd let that happen because she enjoyed seeing him naked too much womp womp <laughs> got your right ba-dum, ba-dum. <laughs> So with that subject closed, Feyre just, you know, not thinking too much of it, which is fair. Why would you? Um, reaches out and lightly touches the edge of Race's wings, which is apparently like the same as basically like running your hand up some guy's inner thigh. Because he kind of like moans a little and then warns her that she doesn't really want to be doing that. And explains basically what I just said. But instead of just saying that, he kind of tries to demonstrate what he's saying by more or less, like, kissing and blowing on her ear, and she's like, whoop, my bad, sorry, I guess I shouldn't do that while we're flying. <laughs> it was a little dangerous. Just a smidgy. Yeah, just a uh, But the conversation continues, and apparently some Illyrians can basically get off on wing play alone. How interesting. <laughs> more interesting is when Feyre inquires about it and we learn that Reese has never let anyone see or touch his wings during sex ever which would be an interesting enough tidbit on its own but Feyre's all because apparently she just like has no filter too bad I bet you could get into some interesting positions with those wings and I'm like who is she
1: (laughs) the sad part is is like I thought that before she said it, I was like, you know, that could be interesting.
0: Yeah, but, like, the favor of this chapter is not the favor that we know.
1: <laughs> the favor Not normally or typically. You're right. Yeah, I would she agree. got some balls. <laughs> She's got some book one favor in her. <laughs> like I said, she does make an appearance coming back. It just, God, it took her forever to oh, get her ass back. It really off. did. It
0: took us 50% of a book. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, she says that. And, uh, you know, then it could have gone somewhere, but instead uh, it goes nowhere because we get shot at. Because why wouldn't we? So we're being shot at with arrows, ash arrows. So that's bad. And Reese, like, shoots for the ground, and Az and Cassian follow him with their siphons shielding them. And Reese has himself and Pharaoh covered as well. And they, like, hit the ground. And Pharaoh, quote, says, Reese slammed to the ground, snow flying in his wake, and fury like I hadn't seen since the day in Amarantha's court twisted since that day in Amaranth's court twisted his features. I could feel it thrumming against me, roiling through the clearing we now stood in. So he mad. <laughs> Just a little. Just a bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. And Cass and Azriel close in behind them, and Reese instructs Casting to take Favor to the palace while he and Az figure out like what the fuck's going on. But Farrah tells them no, she wants to go with them, figures it's better than pacing a palace worried about everybody, and I give the boys credit, because Cassian and Az say nothing, and Reese just kind of looks at her like waiting for more of a reason, and she points out that she knows about ash arrows, she's even used them, so why not let her see if she can find one and make out where it may have come from? Plus, she points out that she's a good tracker on the ground, because, you know, former hunter and all. Yeah. Hello. So, you know, Reese, less than thrilled, but not one to argue with logic, agrees to let her and As look around while, I guess, he's gonna take to the skies, and Cassian basically has to go, and th- this part's a little fuzzy. He's gotta like, go set up, like, a whole aerial patrol of peeps on borders and all that shit, but, like, they're gonna all just agree to keep this contained and a secret, and just, you know, this is just a training exercise. I mean, I'm telling you, Reese, like, he's something. <laughs>
1: he got plans for his plans and they have plans exactly I was like, plans somewhere else too because there's like a plan z in there somewhere yeah i was like that's a lot
0: <laughs> but anyways we get a snowflake and an hour passes and they're out of time with no real answers haven't really found any arrows. don't know what's going on but favorite does remind us that this and the Adder debacle means that twice enemy forces have known exactly where to find Feyre and Reese and that's kind of weird. <laughs> it's like that quote I love where it's like, I think it's from Phineas and Ferb, of all things, where he's like, if I had a nickel for every time, so if I had a nickel for every time this happened to them, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird it happened twice. <laughs> so that's where we're at with that. So... You know, usually this is where you would think we'd get a snowflake, you know? Like, okay, and now we're gonna get a snowflake, and we're gonna show up to the, uh, Court of Nightmares. But we don't get one. They're just suddenly there. <laughs> because, because we snowflake no more, apparently. I, I don't know. You get a longer, <laughs> you get a longer description of the book, obviously, but Bear's internal monologue has this to say about, like, when they show up. This was not Under the Mountain. Indeed, Amaranthus' court had been the work of a child. The Court of Nightmares was the work of a god. While under the mountain had been a series of halls and rooms and levels, this, this was truly a city. The Hune City is what it's called, in case we missed telling you that previously. (laughs) Anyway, Moore leads Feyre down an avenue towards a set of gates, and they walk in silence as the walls have ears, and the boys, they'll follow shortly. I'm just saying that there's a few TikToks out there that I can't link to since I didn't save them and I don't know who made them, but I swear to you, they exist. They do a great job of picking music that would be killer for their entrance into this whole situation, by the way. So just keep that in mind. (laughs) They're fascinating. (laughs) So um, nobody can
1: see the dirty look I'm giving her right now for that.
0: (laughs) Well, I... (laughs) off the record, they're not, like, songs we know. They're, like, stolen from other movies. (laughs) Still, Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they are. They're TikToks. I don't know. (laughs) They're just, like, stolen from other things. (laughs) Um, If I hunt one down, I'll let you know. Um, I just saw one the other day and was like, huh, interesting. Um, Anyway, so let me take you on a little visual journey into what we got going on here. Close your eyes and <laughs> picture. Stone gates open at what appears to be the base of a castle carved into the mountain, and gates are carv- the gates are carvings of beasts with claws and fangs fighting in an endless cycle, and between them vines of jasmine and moonflowers. And the, then beyond these gates lies what seems to be an endless hall that leads to a throne room of polished ebony, this time with serpents carved into the gates and columns that support an onyx ceiling. And in this room is a single throne fashioned from similar serpent carvings with two that snake around the back of the throne so that they appear to sit over where the High Lord's shoulders would be. Now enters more, with her golden hair and waves falling over her shoulders and golden cuffs to match, adorning her wrists. Dressed in her signature deep red gown, made of gossamer and gauze, gathered in such a way that most of her stomach and back are exposed, like you do. And Thera, whose hair has been neatly braided into a crown atop her head, wears a black diadem with diamonds to mimic the night sky. As well as a black dress fashioned similarly to the thin pieces she wore under the mountain previously. Only this one sparkles like said diadem. Ooh. Then these two ladies stride to the end of the hall to where there's a dais, all eyes on them, and more announces to the room full of onlookers who include her father. Your high lord approaches. He is in a foul mood, so I suggest being on your best behavior unless you wish to be the evening's entertainment. <laughs>
1: one of my favorites i'm just like
0: yeah <laughs> and in walks cassian and asriel the high lord's general and his shadow singer clad in all black armor with nothing but brutality on their faces and behind them their high lord who has for the first time to his knowledge released his damper on his power and is just filling the throne room with his elegance and cruelty as she puts it <laughs> no wings no weapons Just his all-black outfit with a crown of stars sitting on his head. Okay, and all of that is told to you in way more detail over way more pages in a slightly different order, because apparently for some reason we talk about their clothing before we talk about the room, and that made no sense to me, so I switched it for your benefit. (laughs) But, just, you know, I want to take you on a small visual journey. Because does that not sound wild?
1: (laughs) So. Well, you know.
0: In vision to all of that. Uh, Pharaoh has a great internal monologue as Reese enters. No sign of the male who had been drinking on the roof. No sign of the fallen prince kneeling on his bed. The full impact of him threatened to sweep me away. Here, here he was the most powerful High Lord ever born. The face of dreams and nightmares.
1: Woo-hoo. Okay.
0: Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I gotta admit, that, that leaves a lot to the imagination.
0: Yeah, just a little bit. she <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, goes. So, now we're here to play our part. You got me? Like, remember the plan? as is looking for the orb everyone else is putting on a show so <laughs> this is occupy
1: the, the 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 court
0: right so this is a little long and i'm gonna sum it up as briefly as i can but you should read it Wait. and oh goodness should you read it
1: <laughs> it's a little um, um
0: yeah uh maybe you should read it alone just saying <laughs> Like definitely not with like your kid popping over your shoulder, like mom, what's that?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You are so right about. Oh so,
0: yeah, maybe like alone would be better.
1: <laughs> Lock yourself in the bathroom.
0: Yeah, some. Oh, good. <laughs> we won't judge. So no. <laughs> to to kick this whole thing off, Reese kicks into asshole high lord mode with. Well, well, looks like you're all on time for once, as all of his people, including more, Farrah Cassian, and Az, all drop to one knee and bow. Reese reaches down and places an icy hand on Farrah's chin, pulling her up to him. Welcome to my home, curse Cursebreaker. Come with me. And so the games begin. Uh, he leads her up to the dais tugs her onto his lap and begins running his cold hands over her exposed stomach, making her jump a little. But Maurice's Pieces isn't just, I mean, he is playing a role, but he's not an asshole. So uh, he gives her thigh a little rubbing, like a little loving stroke with a warmer hand as if to say, sorry. (laughs) At least that's what she interprets, which is hilarious to me. And he continues to run his hands all over Farah, now whispering intentionally loud enough so that his bowing subjects can still hear him. Try not to let it go to your head. And she asks innocently but smoothly, what? And he tells her again so everyone can hear that every male in here is contemplating what they'd be willing to give up in order to get that pretty red mouth of yours on them. And Farah has an incredible monologue, like she do in her head, where she's like, I waited for the blush, for the shyness to creep in, but I was beautiful. I was strong. I had survived. Triumph. As more had survived in this horrible, poisoned house. So I smiled a bit. The first smile of my new mask. Let them see that pretty mouth, that red mouth, and my white, straight teeth. Like, yes, confidence. We love that. (laughs) So, you know. Oh, by the way, taking it back a second. Uh, you do get a little. Like, we gave you some more backstory earlier, and actually, a little more got revealed in this chapter. Uh, as Farah's like, internal monologue was briefly covering some stuff, but, like I said, I can't cover it all because this chapter is already so long. But, you get the point. <laughs> Moore's life here? Shitty. And Farah, More than happy to fuck with them all right now. I'm about to go on a tangent.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh. Everybody buckle up. And this, this line is super important
0: because I'm about to have a bit of a tangent, and I'm sorry. (laughs) His hand slid higher up my thigh, the proprietary touch of a male who knew he owned somebody, body and soul. He'd apologize in advance for it, for these roles we'd have to play. In advance, okay? In advance, (laughs) because for some reason, people on the internet like to make an issue where there isn't one. I know there are some plot points that are definitely gray at best, and do need discussion, but this isn't one of them. For some reason, people like to make this a consent issue, like with this whole heavy petting bit, and I'm not sure why, when they did discuss the situation the night before, I mean, we as readers don't know in what detail, but it's not our place to judge and assume, And we also know that they're communicating in their minds. And if she wasn't enjoying herself, like, you know, like, you would know he would stop. Like, she could have said something or he would have picked up on it. So I'm just saying she's definitely enjoying herself. So, like, if you just don't like smut, that's fine. I get you. Find a different book because I promise it only gets worse from here. (laughs) But don't freak out about this. Because, one, to some extent, this was planned, and they're basically being actors in this moment. Two, they have an open line of communication in their minds. And three, they're both enjoying themselves, and it's incredibly obvious. So, well,
1: yeah.
0: anyway, moving right the heck on, because I don't need to dwell on this, but it does drive me crazy. <laughs> Reese has his hand up a skirt when he... Finally, tells his people that they can rise, <laughs> and then he dismisses them with a "go play," before calling <laughs> Kier forward. Um, now the real mission begins. <laughs> Be so overtly distracting that Kier does not notice as is
1: gone. So <laughs> not only that, but, but really quick, can we just say who Kier is? Because for for those people who somehow are lost in all of this, or are really following along by listening to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. we should tell them about who. What a lovely creature Kier is, because he's so wonderful. Not
0: remember, remember that asshole dad that Moore has. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's such a prick. That is the nicest thing I will say. Is he is a prick.
0: <sighs> and to make a long story short, because you have to read it for full effect and enjoyment, um, Reese basically asks Kier for a report while half listening. And half distracting the room with his hands and lips all over Farah, and he's talking to Kier, but like nibbling on Farah's ear, and she's like leaning into him, and it's a whole sight to be seen. I mean, it has to be. (laughs) And Farah internally is telling us she's basically becoming undone. Like, which who could blame her, right? (laughs) Um, And Farah basically sums this whole thing up for us in a paragraph. People were watching. Even as they drank and ate, even as some danced in small circles, people were watching. I was sitting in his lap, his own personal plaything, his every touch visible to them. And yet it might as well have been only the two of us. I'm just, sidebar, I'm just throwing this out there. This scene's your thing. Uh, highly recommend another book, Neon Gods. I think the author's name is, what, Katie Roberts? Could be saying that wrong. think that's her name. Um, just throwing that out there this theme could be directly <laughs> from that book um
1: <laughs> <anyway. Good enough.
0: laughs> back to the point uh Kier is trying to not get annoyed and he's doing a shit job <laughs> so the plan is working and he finally says i had heard the rumors and i didn't quite believe them but it seems true tamlin's pet is now owned by another master I'm like, what a fucking way to talk about the woman who freed a whole people. He's a dick. Whatever, dude. Whatever. We're rolling with it. Feyre even takes a verbal stab at Keir, and Reese is quite amused, and asks Keir to go fetch them some wine, and he does, and Feyre internally explains, Reese didn't dare break from his mask, but the light kiss he pressed beneath my ear told me enough. Apology and gratitude and more apologies. He didn't like this any more than I did, and yet to get what we needed to buy Asriel time, he'd do it, and so would I. I wondered then with his hand, and this is where I'm like, you wondered anything right now? Okay. (laughs) I I wondered if, (laughs) I wondered then with his hand beneath my breast and under my legs, or in between my legs, that what what Reese wouldn't give of himself? Wondered if perhaps the arrogance and swagger, if they masked, masked a male who perhaps Thought wasn't worth much at all. And, like, uh huh, I get where we're going with this, but also I have a hard time because it's you, Feyre and God, you get distracted so easily. I have a hard time believing that you're thinking anything right now. <laughs> I also mm-hmm. have a. And I also have a hard time believing that this is where your brain goes right now because, to me, these are non-sequiturs. <laughs> like, there are a lot of times where I think it we could go, ooh, Reese does not think very highly of himself. Poor baby. But this isn't really one of them. Exactly. I'm very confused. But
1: I, I just, I'll be honest, because we know she finds him attractive. Now, yeah. if, if I'm sitting on the lap of a man I'm attracted to right and he's doing that
0: yeah i said the same thing and then i thought like i kept thinking about it i kept trying to like write my notes and finally this is the only thing that came to mind i said but pharaoh always picks weird moments to think things through so why would now be any different
1: (laughs) i guess i just
0: literally almost got caught by the weaver because we decided to stop and have a whole fucking conversation in our heads instead of leave
1: (laughs) this is true this this is true god's lover but i i'm just like seriously girlfriend if this is what you think if i'm scared
0: yeah i thought the same thing but this part is why it matters so she has that whole weird thought process but then she turns to look at him and in their little mind-to-mind, mind, he asks, you know, what? And she responds down the bond, you are good, Reese. You are kind. This mask does not scare me. I see you beneath it. And he just, like, looks into her eyes for a moment before kissing her cheek, which is so sweet. And I think this friend tells us all we need to know. Um, but then the <laughs> last thing, she... <laughs> She says down the bond before they like close it up. Uh she turns away from him and like spreads her legs a little farther and says, So why'd you stop? <laughs> and that, kiddies, is why you just gotta read the whole thing for yourself and why children should probably not be like over your shoulder at this moment. Um check oh, like out wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, because like it just gets a little more more, if you will. And um you can read it yourself, but I can tell you that Feyre returns the licking favor from book one and like slides her whole tongue up priest's neck, warranting a quick note down the bond that apparently this whole act has Keir, quote, so disgusted that he might have just given me the orb to get out of here. <laughs> Uh, so we carry on with our little show a little bit longer until Reese's hand kind of goes up a little farther than we meant it to, and our girl can't really hide what's going on. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, it's just awkward and sweet at the same time, because if you're catching my drift or you read it, um, he just says to her, it means nothing, it's just your body reacting, which is sweet, and we also know full garbage. <laughs> because we are in yeah. Farrah's mind.
1: As 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 they say in Princess Bride Liar.
0: Yeah. Liar.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm. Full full BS, but oh well. And <laughs> luckily, depending on who you are, um, about this time, um, you know, like Farrah's brain is starting to spiral <laughs> into guilt because she's clearly attracted to Reese, and she's kind of finally realizing, like, she wants him, but she feels like she just broke it off with Tamlin, which is such bullshit, because they've definitely been broken up for months, but whatever, and so, like, luckily, depending on how you look at this, you know, look at this whole situation, Az returns and gives them the signal that he's got the orb, and the signal of all things cracks me up. I- you know, I would think that like Azriel just returning and there's not like alarm bells would be like, oh, he got the orb. Um, is back. but instead he like comes back and then he like goes over to Moore, who basically like rubs up all over him and like makes her dad mad and he does something where he like squeezes her waist or something and then she saunters off all flirty pretending like they're gonna go do it or something it's a whole fucking act and i just i want to know what the conversation was the night before where they were like okay we need a code like we need a signal that you got the orb and it could have been fucking anything but it has to be this whole like peacock thing
1: <laughs> well but you know so you said it before i think it was truly to like just piss off and disgust her father i I really do i mean i mean we 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 have by this point if you've read it you realize what a prick and a half is, and he's just he's he's slime and you know if that's the way it's going to be then that's the way it's going to be and Rock and roll.
0: So I suppose it makes sense, but it just makes me laugh that, like, think about them planning this the night before.
1: Well, yeah, there is that. That is funny. I agree. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyway, Kier finally returns with the requested wine. I don't know what he's been doing all this time. And Reese uses his magic to float the wine goblet to them. And he, like, inquires, you know, I wonder if it's poison. Should I test it? And then, mind to mind, tells Pharaoh to go to Cassian. Which snaps Feyre out of it, and actually has her wondering if maybe, after all that's been they've just been doing, if maybe after everything Reese went through with Amarantha under the mountain and everything Amarantha had done to him, that maybe he wasn't so much into this. And so this is awkward. And Feyre stands up and heads over to Cassian, and everything would have been fine, and they would have gone, been gone in a minute, and had the orb, and moved on with their lives if Kier didn't open his big stupid mouth. Kier decides to call Feyre a whore.
1: Oh,
0: so now Reese has to break the dude's arm. Well, Quote, you know. Night exploded into the room. People cried out and when the darkness cleared kier was on his knees reese makes kier apologize but not until he's broken his arm in four places and <laughs> reese playing his role as the people in the room expect him to asks should i kill him for it but no one answers so he just instructs the guards to take kier to his room but that he's not allowed to have a healer ultimately reese wraps up this whole role, and he's gathering like last minute reports from different people while the rest of the inner circle just kind of looks on. And Pharaoh sums it up pretty well. And for the long hour afterward, my focus half remained on the High Lord, whose hands and mouth and body had suddenly made me feel a weight, burning. It didn't make me forget, didn't make me obliterate hurts or grievances, it just made me alive, made me feel as if I'd been asleep for a year, slumbering inside a glass coffin and he had just shattered through it and shaken me to consciousness. The High Lord whose power had not scared me, whose wrath did not wreck me, and now, now I didn't know where that put me. Knee deep in trouble seemed like a good place to start.
1: i <laughs> uh, yep, 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 yep,
0: yep. And that's chapter 42! <laughs> Woo! it's a lot (laughs) but not like what i usually say it's a lot because it's like stressful this is a lot for other reasons
1: (laughs) yeah i mean this chapter is just like oh though okay people i'm gonna tell you right now this chapter is really the precursor to chapter 55. okay any die hard fan who's read this chapter (laughs) 55 man Mm.
0: chapter 55's woo. review on this podcast is just going to be like um read it
1: moving <laughs> on <laughs> no nah, I mean there will be more to it than that but <laughs> woo, baby spicy and steamy and yeah, I lots of I guess
0: we have to figure out how to talk about it because otherwise we would have to omit half of uh, Silver Flames.
1: <laughs> exactly as one who's read it, and you haven't exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh, but the internet has ruined everything. I basically have read it. <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry.
0: It's okay. The internet can't help itself. Uh. Anyway, so uh, you know, we could like end there, but you know, we didn't. So.
1: <laughs> no. So. No, we didn't. So. We're Kim gonna
0: is going to do chapter forty-three, which um. Like, 42 gets you, like, all hot and bothered, and then 43 just makes you
1: sad. 43, 43 is like a, like a cold water, ice water.
0: Yeah. So, uh, and then it makes you
1: really sad, breaks your heart.
0: Yeah, so take it away. So,
1: yeah, chapter chapter 43, I can't say I'm, like, bouncing up and down with lots of enthusiasm here, people. Um, it's a great chapter, don't get me wrong, but just just know that it's a bit heartbreaking and and um, it
0: started off so promising
1: it did and then boy did that change quick
0: just like foot and mouth syndrome
1: they both kind of have it
0: yeah but i feel like his is a lot more accidental hers is a lot more on purpose i and judge you for yourself friends we'll get there
1: yeah girlfriend has the temper and she lets it show all right so that you know The inner circle and Reese and Feyre had left as they came in. That's great. She windows out with Reese, but they didn't go back to Valaris. They're they're on a mountain over by a lake. If you've read Quarter Silver Flames, though, I think I know what lake this is. And I leave it at that. Um,
0: Fun connection.
1: Interesting connection to be sure. It occurred to me this time as I read it. I was like, oh, huh, huh. I wonder. Maybe possible okay anyway so reese is so upset his hands are just shaking he's so angry Kier had pissed him off so badly and uh i
0: also kind of wonder and i could be wrong but like if you read all of the details of like this section when he like when they first are like talking he's like and all the stuff you're about to say i get the feeling i mean i could be wrong he could be an angry crier.
1: <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm an, an angry, angry crier. crier. <laughs> I know. You and I are both angry criers. So actually you and,
0: know And when angry. I was reading it, I was like, ooh, I feel like this is written because of the way that we use like the dashes and the ellipses and like the, the stuttering kind of and stuff. I'm like, sore mm. feel like he's about to be an angry crier. Just saying.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's pissed. I can relate. He is. He is just incensed. The problem is is that Feyre, she pours gasoline on it, but give me a minute and I'll get us there. So anyway, the first thing that Reese says to her is, I'm sorry. And Feyre's like, why are you apologizing? And he is literally so angry. He's just shaking. And Feyre's like, because he isn't responding. And Feyre's like, all right, well, maybe he's just kind of calming himself down before we have to face everybody. She could respect that, you know. And then he And goes, that's
0: why this had so much promise. I felt like for a minute she got it and then she fucks it up.
1: Oh god, does she? And he's like, you know, I shouldn't have brought you and let you see that part of me. And he's just I mean, he is just he is word vomiting for all intents and purposes here, people. And Faye was like, I'm fine, it's okay, I'm fine. She's like, you know, we knew what this was, we talked about this. She does say She's like, please, please don't start protecting me. Not like that. Referring to Tamlin. And Reese knew, and his response is, I will never, never lock you up, force you to stay behind. But when he threatened you tonight, when he called you, it's hard to shut down my instincts. And he's also thinking about the fact that, remember, people, he was called Amaranthus Whore. So the word, it, it, the word in and of itself is a trigger for him.
0: Right. And the weird part is Farah picks up like I think the weird part to me about this whole thing, how this is about to go down, is she picks up on all of that. She picks yes. up on the fact that he needs a minute before they deal with the rest of the inner circle. She picks up on the fact that, like, yes, the whole Kier calling her a horror thing would trigger him because that's what he had been referred to as. Like she picks up on all of this and then she's still fucking gasoline
1: she- on a fire yeah <laughs> and she's like so instead of her way she she responds in a negative way because of the whole protect thing and she's like you know then you should have prepared yourself better And I was just like, oh, Jesus, here we go. Like, the minute I read that, I was like, oh, God, oh, God, it's, oh, it's going down. It's not going to end well or nicely.
0: Yeah, I know. And it's like, God, I'm sorry, people. We will just get to it. But I'm just, I'm preempting it because once you start talking about it, there's no good stopping spot. And I just feel like it goes wrong for so many reasons. It's like everything he says could be construed as, like, a good thing, actually, but because of her trauma with Tamlin, she sees it as a bad thing, and these two are just not on the
1: same page, and it is so infuriating. They are talking on planes that are losing each other, but not touching in any way, shape, or form. Yes! And it is so annoying to me! It's horrible. As Reese's response, remember, people, he is angry. He is lividly furious and angry and just he's angry crying okay he's that kind of angry and he's like I will kill anyone who harms you I will kill them and take a damn long time doing it go ahead hate me despise me for it and she's like you were my friend now she's crying she's like you were my friend I understand that you're high Lord. I understand that you will defend your true court and punish threats against it. But I can't. I don't want you to stop telling me things, inviting me to do things because of the threats against me. And Reese is like, I am not him. I will never be him. Act like him. He locked you up and let you wither and die. Stop comparing. Stop comparing me to him. The words cut kind her of short and she blanks.
0: Which is oh fair because. She was. She, she was. And the, uh, <laughs> this next part tells us oh, we need to know of like, why this is so upsetting to him. <laughs> um, but yeah. I feel like, again, it's annoying to me because I feel like as soon as she said it, she kind of knew, oh crap. <laughs> And, um, but, bitch, don't stop here. <laughs> oh so, No. Go. No. Because I feel like this is a place where at some point, like, when he said stop, stop caring to him, could have been a place for her to jump in and be like, I'm really sorry that I just did that. I did not mean to do that. Clearly, like, we're both dealing with some things right now. Like, you know, I feel like either one of them could have, um...
1: But in this case, he doesn't give her a chance because he he continues. As soon as she blinks, he continues. And he's like, you think I don't know how stories get written, how this story will be written? I am the Dark Lord who stole away the Bride of Spring. I am a demon and a nightmare, and I will meet a bad end. He is the Golden Prince, the hero who will get to keep you. as his reward for not dying of stupidity and arrogance. Okay, people, first of all, can we just say Hades Persephone?
0: Yeah, but also giving me laugh for a minute because he's like, keep you as this reward for not dying of stupidity. And I'm sorry, but is that not what you and I kept saying all book one? We were like, this
1: man is dumb. Like, he's not doing anything. I know. For so real. Finally, somebody said it. I know. I love it. It starts to click in her brain. You know, the things I love, you know, where he complained to her about how everything he loves gets taken away from him, yada, yada, yada. But unfortunately, Feyre being Feyre, it just pisses her off. I'm like, oh, for the love of fucking God, make it end.
0: Yeah, this is where I'm like, bitch, stop.
1: <laughs> I think, I, I feel like you and I are just, just ugh. And what pisses her off is she's like, well, what about me? What about what I want? What about my strength? You know, let's face it, people, that's what she's doing. And he's like, Well, what is it that you want, Vera? What do you want? Crickets, people. Crickets. She ain't got nothing. He gets really kind of bitter. They're both angry. They're both working through a lot. And then he's like, perhaps you should take some time to figure that out one of these days, (laughs) which, okay, admittedly is a low blow. It
0: is and it isn't, though, because I thought that the first time I read it, and then the second time I read it, I was thinking about things I know that come up in a conversation and, like, a later chapter when this similar conversation happens and, like, bitch still doesn't have a good fucking answer, and I just... It's like no, actually probably you should fucking figure that out fair, like favorite you you really should.
1: <laughs> you know, and it's not even that she doesn't have a good answer. She knows what she wants. She's scared to say it.
0: Yeah, which I have like no respect for.
1: <laughs> I agree. But now on the flip side I have been that girl too. So I can I can relate in that sense. I'm not going to say oh, see, I can't. <laughs> I can. I can i I have been that girl on occasion, so I can relate um, unfortunately, because he says this, it pisses her off even more so here here's the gasoline on the fire peeps right here, this little bit. she's like, perhaps I don't know what I want, but at least I don't hide what I am behind a mask. At least I let them see who I am, broken bits and all, yes. It's to save your people, but what about the other masks, Reese? What about letting your friends see your real face? But maybe it's easier not to, because what if you did let someone in? And what if they saw everything and still walked away? Who could blame them? Who would want to bother with that sort of mess? He flinched. most powerful high lord in history flinched. And I knew I'd hit hard and deep. Too hard, too deep. Reese, I said. Let's go home. And, um, yeah, they're back in Valaris, and... Yeah, I can
0: only imagine what this moment is like when they come back, and everybody's like, hey, we got the
1: orb! (laughs) 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 Yeah, there's a big record scratch. So... When she's talking about them winnowing back, she says the wind was hollow as it roared around us. The darkness, cold and foreign. And I find that kind of telling because normally it's not cold and it's not foreign and it's kind of a comforting thing for her. And it's it's not in any way, shape, or form. So they get there, and Cass, Azrael and more waiting in the townhouse. Sarah says good night she goes up to bed but she doesn't really go to bed she ends up going out to the garden and she's had some time to kind of start to process everything and what she said and how she's feeling and everything and what she says is very interesting what i i i had been awful he told me those secrets those vulnerabilities and confidence and i'd thrown them in his face because i knew it had hurt him and i knew i hadn't been talking about him not really i struggle because boy god can she be a bitch a cold cold bitch
0: (laughs) in fairness um She's twenty. And he's true. like six hundred. <laughs> like, in Fair. fairness, one of these two people has had a little more time to try to learn not to fucking put their foot in their mouth uh, than the other. Um,
1: true. Very true. And yeah, I, I don't. She's still a bitch.
0: Also, it runs in the family. Remember, Cassie already told us that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and and not only does it run in the family, but it's oh, favorite Fa- 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 family is mm, they're special. the The Artron sisters are mm, they're special. All right, y'all. They broke the mold. Um. Anyway, she acknowledges that recent tam are different and that tonight Reese was just being protective he was angry but it was in a way to protect it wasn't in a way to contain her or hold her back and she knew what she was getting into and maybe they both needed to flirt with each other and she acknowledges that yes She'd been jealous of Cressida, and he had been jealous of Tarquin, and, you know, she's having all these thoughts, and let me tell you guys, there are some serious, deep thoughts going on here. And she's like, you know, I knew it was wrong. I did not think Reese would call me a whore if I wanted it, wanted him, no matter how soon it was after Tamlin, and neither would his friends, not when they had been called the same or worse, and had learned to live and love beyond it and despite it. Here's... Here's where Farrah finally really, like, has a bit of a come-to-Jesus moment, though. Let's face it, people, I'm not going to lie. It takes her a little bit longer for all of this to really actualize in her brain and become reality in more ways than one.
0: Yeah. I mean, just to put it, like, stick this in the back of your brain with this whole thing she's doing in her mind right now. The thing that irritates the living crap out of me is like, we have to do this. This is a little bit like what happened with the Weaver. Like, you know how we were Mm -hmm. at the Weaver and then our brain was like, like, and we don't know why. It's sort of like that to me where it's like, I'm irritated because for some reason we are going to have to have this exact same realization that we just, we already had it once, basically during this whole hands up pants moment in the Hewn City, now we're having it again with better detail, since we have time to really process, then we're going to have to have it, like, three more times <laughs> before the book is over. And I don't know why.
1: <laughs> She's thick-headed, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can be thick-headed, too, so wait.
0: I... <laughs> Sometimes you've got a
1: lot Side the head.
0: I uh, See, again, I guess I can't relate. I'm a little bit, like, uh, like a little more, like, take it, <laughs> take the shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was definitely that person who was, like, mm, let me mull it over for, like, maybe three days, and then I'm just going to wing it. It's going to go turn out how like it's going to turn out.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, not me.
0: Yeah, so I can't relate to this because... uh Yeah, uh, I would not have said any of those horrible things after everything that had just happened in the huge city, and I would have just been like, hey, buddy, pal, you started something I'd like to finish. (laughs) Now. (laughs) And like, sooner rather than later. (laughs) But no, we have to do this conversation 46 times
1: anyway carry on sadly the sad part is and and maybe well these are definite differences in our personalities but part of it's (laughs) also age um you know and this is for my friends of you who are out there listening i know you understand this when i say this i don't always have the best um self-esteem and self-image and um I definitely, I don't just second guess myself. Hello, Kelsey, you already know the answer to this. I will triple and quadruple guess myself on occasion. Fair, fair. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not just about these kind of relationships, but in many ways in my life. Um, yes, it's my life experiences that have gotten me there. So, you know, I don't need to be psychoanalyzed. Thanks, people. I have a therapist who does just great with that. But my point is, is that in that sense, I do kind of understand where she's coming from. Um, only in that I, I I am that person at times. And so I, I do I do recognize it's like she has a breakthrough and then she pulls back and then she has a breakthrough and then she's, it's like, it's a cha-cha. She takes a step forward and takes two steps back. Right. Then she makes another step forward and she goes two steps back.
0: <laughs> this is why I haven't. <laughs> I don't know because I haven't read *Silver Flame*, so like I know what happens in it, but I don't know how we get to some of these plot points. Uh, sometimes I wonder if maybe I am a little more like Nesta. <laughs> I think Nesta and might be possible. around the bush a little bit less. <laughs> it's the feeling that she beats around the bush a little less on this topic.
1: <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't. She she beats around it in a very different way.
0: Yeah, so I'll have to see. When, when
1: we get that far, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Sorry for the spoiler alert, peeps. Anyway. But Farrah says this, and she goes, so maybe it's time to tell Reese that. To explain that I didn't want to pretend. I didn't want to write it off as a joke or a plan or a distraction. And it'd be hard, and I was scared, and I, it might be difficult to deal with, but I was willing to try with him. To try to be something together, whether it was purely sex or more, or something between or beyond them, I, I didn't know we'd find out. I was healed or healing enough to want to try, if he was willing to try to, if he didn't walk away when I voiced what I wanted him. Not the high lord, not the most powerful male in Prithian's history, just him the person who had sent music into that cell who had picked up that knife and AmaR at the throne room, room to fight for me when no one else dared and had kept fighting for me every day since refusing to let me crumble and disappear into nothing and she's waiting for him and he never comes
0: okay but like that paragraph just like gutted me because... I'm yes. so fucking irritated because I'm like, right, that's what we've all been trying to point out to you. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm irritated because <laughs> her thought process to me is just crap, where she's like, if he didn't walk away from me, why, you know, like, okay, here are all the things that he's done for me that would lead one to believe he has feelings, but I don't think he does. Like, are you an idiot? (laughs) How can you say those? Like, how can you read that paragraph and be like, nah, I think he's just being nice.
1: (laughs) Well, but you know what, Kelsey? I mean, look at, all right, hello, look at Tamlin. (laughs) <laughs> okay her 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 experiences prior to this okay, we take, all right look at her family her family was so loving and caring not right and then what so you have Isaac Hale
0: right yeah yeah
1: and Tamlin
0: yeah but I mean I guess that's my point is my point is none of those people would have done half the list you just read to me so like i don't i don't I just. to me it's like i don't know what planet that you would not i guess it's not even so much that i feel like she should be like duh he likes me as much as i am just irritated that she doesn't feel more comfortable to like approach this subject with him given all of the fucking shit he's told her on top of these things you know what i mean i'm just like oh my god this poor man could not give you any more (laughs) opportunities
1: Right, so her clue by four phone needs to be plugged in. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. I, I don't know what how else to explain it. But she does. You're killing me, girl. You're killing me. <laughs> killing me, smalls. Alright, so we get a snowflake. It's the next morning. No Reesey, no breakfast, no nothing, no communication. She finds the last piece of paper they've been writing letters back and forth on. They're flirty letters. And she's like, I want to talk to you. And it sits. She gets pissed off. And she throws it in the, paper, in the fireplace and the fire to burn. And she goes out and she takes a walk. She's like, all right, I'm going to go to Ameren's. And He's like, okay, fine. Yeah, she goes to Amarin's and she walks. It's funny because she says, I found Amarin the same way I'd seen her the last time. Hunched over the book, paper strewn around her. I set the blood on the counter. (laughs) Hmm, we've been here before. And then all all Amarin has to say is, oh, the reason why we spit my head off this morning. Okay, first of all, that's a telling thing to start with. I, I don't know. But then the next thing she, you know, Pharaoh's like, so where is he? And she's like, and, and, and Amron's answer is, I want to go hunt whoever attacked you yesterday. And anyway, so we, we find out that, you know, Reese is out hunting whoever has these, you know, whoever attacked them the night before with the arrows. And Amron's like, regardless, it seems that our enemies have a track on Reese's magic, which means they are able to find him when he winnows anywhere or if he uses his powers. Okay, that's kind of disturbing.
0: Yeah. Like, like, thank God for Amorin, and some of this has to do with the fact that Amorin's, like, you know, a billion years old and not really even, like, Faye. Like, I feel True. like we'd be fucked if it weren't for Amron in this scenario, because otherwise we would never get anywhere on any of these topics. I feel like Reese and Farah would just, like, never speak again. <laughs>
1: Or it'd take Amarin's, them even longer to get to where they need to yeah, get to. Yeah, and
0: Amran's like, oh, fucking bitches.
1: <laughs> oh, God bless Amorin. So anyway, and then she tells her, you are leaving Valaris in two days. Reese wants you stationed at one of the Illyrian war camps, where you'll fly down to the human lands once the queen send word. And Feyre's like, well, why not today, then? Like, Not that I don't blame her, it makes sense, right? Fair question, why not today? Why two days from now? Like it's a very specific time. And Amrit says, because Starfall is tomorrow night. The first we've had together in 50 years. Reese is expected to be here amongst his people. Fair is like, what's Starfall? And eyes twinkle, so she's all excited. She gets to tell Feyre about Starfall, which, okay, people, I'm not going to lie. I want to go to Starfall. I want to go, I want to go, I want to go so bad.
0: I just love that it's Amorin. Like, I love, I just love, because you know Amorin is like, because we know what we're going to talk about with Starfall next episode. But, like, I feel like Amorin's like, I get to set this whole stage. <laughs> like Exactly. She's like, I can make or break this whole scenario. I love Amrin so much. I think I want to be (laughs) Amrin. When I grow up, I want to be (laughs) Amrin.
1: I can, I can see that. I I thought maybe if they mixed like Amrin and More, I could be. I, I want to grow up and be a mix of Amrin and More.
0: I get that. I get that.
1: I'm not going to lie. You know. Amber's eyes are twinkling, and she explains. Outside of these borders, the rest of the world celebrates tomorrow as Ninsar, the Day of Seeds and Flowers. Do y'all know what that is? Do ya? It's the Spring Equinox, peeps. Time is passing. (laughs) It's the Spring Equinox, and we're going to celebrate it, Okay. And poor Feyre is like, holy crap, that's a lot of time. (laughs) Boy, boy, time is flying. Bye. But Aaron continues, but Starfall is only at the night court. Can you witness it? And only within this territory is Starfall celebrated in lieu of the Ninsar revelry. The rest... And the why of it, you'll find out. It's better left as a surprise. And then Fair was thinking back as she had walked over here. And she's like, well, yeah, people seem to be in a really good mood. Like, they were preparing for a party. So, okay, cool. So then she goes back to to the fact that they're leaving in two days. And she looks at, at Amron and she's like, um, well, will we come back here once we leave? And Amron being Amron is back at the book. And she's like, not for a while. And, you know... That's kind of a big fat bummer, and I gotta say, like, I'm glad Amryn's here to, to kind of move the plot along, but at the same time, I hate to say it, I don't think Amorin's someone who should be telling her this, but hey, what do I know, right?
0: Again, like I said, I think Amryn's just excited she gets to be the one to set the stage for, like, th- Amryn's not stupid. Th- where no. this conversation has been and where this conversation goes before Feyre leaves, um, Amryn knows that, like, she kind of ha- has control of this situation. Like, she mm-hmm. is either going to help this bitch or ruin this bitch. <laughs> and yep. she decides to help this bitch.
1: <laughs> she does. In a big way. In a big, big way. Um, so Barry gets ready to leave because she realizes the conversation is over and because Amarin's basically dismissed her because she's gone back to the book. And she's at the door and Amarin's Amran stops her and says, when Reese came back, after Amarantha, he was a ghost. He pretended he wasn't, but he was. You made him come alive again. Feyre's response is, he's lucky to have all of you. And she said, and, and Amarin responds with, no, we are lucky to have him, Feyre. I have known many High Lords, cruel ones, cunning ones, weak ones, powerful ones, but never. One that dreamed, not as he does. And Feyre is like, dreams of what? Namorin responds, of peace, of freedom, of a world united, a world thriving, of something better for all of us. He thinks he'll be remembered as the villain in the story, is Feyre's response. Amran snorts, and Pharaoh then says, but I forgot to tell him that the villain is usually the person who locks up the maiden and throws away the key. He's the one who let me out. Snowflake!
0: And honestly, out of, like, the whole book, that's one of my favorite quotes where she's like, I for, you know, I forgot to tell him. And I love it because she had, like, I think that's what I, like I said, this is what I find so annoying, though. She gets it. <laughs> she sees it for what it is. But is she going to be able to communicate that effectively? No, because unfortunately, she is more like Tamlin in that regard. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. it's no. a
0: cha-cha. Like, oi. <laughs> but uh, thank God for Amryn because Amryn could tell that she was about to leave and was like, I'm going to throw this bitch a bone.
1: <laughs> like, a big bone. You may be blind,
0: Farrah. <laughs> but in case you hadn't noticed. <laughs> Reese, better with you around.
1: <laughs> Much better. Much better.
0: I'm just like, I love Amber because she's like, ah, oh, these two fuckers are never gonna figure this out if I don't have them. <laughs> and like I said, maybe it's because she's a million years old. But
1: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of grateful for her, though. Part of me wonders, is she also giving Reese this much shit, too?
0: That's what... I mean, I just feel like she definitely is. God, I hope so. I feel... Well, I feel like she is, because I feel like, at the very least, she has to have talked to him in the last, you know, day or so, because... She knows, like, you're leaving in two days, blah, 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 And I feel like in a way, she's almost telling her because she's like, I don't even know if he's gonna fucking tell you this. He told me, and I have a bad feeling he thinks it's my job to tell you, so I am. Uh, Fucking fucker won't talk to you. Like, you know
1: what I mean? Yeah.
0: Like, I feel like she is aware that she's the middleman at the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I it's like an awkward it. place for... Basically, everybody needs to be, but Farah and Reese. And actually, it's awkward for them too. But it's really awkward for the other four.
0: Jesus Christ! I yeah, I I can I <laughs> I wish I could like read this chapter from like Cassian's point of view.
1: <laughs> Cameron's Moors.
0: Yeah, I feel like Cassian's just like oh, no, dog, like, we were, we were there, and then, like, Kier said some shit, and Reese, like, went all, ah, on him, and then we came home, and then I didn't see Reese and Farah, and I was like, oh, guess they'll be here in a minute, maybe they're off smooching somewhere, and then they came back, and they definitely were not off smooching somewhere, <laughs> like- <laughs> Like, I feel like Cassie's just like so I don't know. Like I don't know what happened and now I just feel like mommy and daddy are fighting.
1: <laughs> and you know what? That's exactly I think how they're all feeling.
0: <laughs> I mean, probably more and Amryn are, help like holding it together a little better. They're probably like, "Oh, we should like help. Like this sucks." But I feel like Cassie's probably like, "Mommy and daddy are fighting." And Azriel's like, "Yep." <laughs>
1: You know, that's a really good description. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, more and Amber are probably like, we should do something, right? <laughs> and the boys are just like, damn it.
1: <laughs> Why are mom and dad fighting? I
0: feel like, <laughs> You know what the really sick part is, is? It's probably more like, mom and dad are fighting. Man, I hope mom doesn't leave, because I swear she just got here and, <laughs> I like this one yeah it's like I wanted to keep her I like this one I want to give her back yeah exactly they're like damn it are we going to have to live with dad
1: damn yeah always a possibility
0: yeah so I'm just saying I I feel like I would love to read that also if anybody we have tiktokers who listen anybody want to turn that into a tiktok I will watch the crap out of that (laughs)
1: In a heartbeat. <laughs> Me too. Like right. seriously, y'all. And yes, I would. I would totally. You know, yeah. I would love. I would love to see this from their perspective. I'd uh, really watch would. the
0: crap out of that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, carry on, because like you said, we got another fucking snowflake.
1: Yeah, it's a snowflake. So anyway, Farah Far- Far gets back to the to the townhouse. No Reese, poor Farrah. So she fires off another note, trying to figure out where the hell he is. But this one was kind of funny because she's like, if you've moved elsewhere, you could have at least given me the keys to the house. <laughs> I have to keep leaving it unlocked. <laughs> well played. I give her credit. Of course, nothing. Nothing for the rest of the day. Apparently she saw Cassian because then she's like, Cassian says you're sulking over on the house of wind. How very unhigh lord like. <laughs> Well, you call him out, fairy. you go. But again, nothing. And her desire to, to apologize, the guilt that she was having about how she treated him, because he is now ignoring her, and this is going on two days of zero communication. Honestly, it feels a lot like Tamlin. I'm not even going to lie. And She starts to get angry, and you know what? I don't think I blame her, because I'd be fucking pissed, too.
0: (laughs) Well, and like I said, this is feeling like, like, Kim and I talked about this offline, I just, this section feels a little out of character to me, because I can completely believe that, like, she totally, like, hurt his feelings. I can totally believe that he's like, fuck you, I don't want to deal with this right now. But what I can't really believe is that when she has asked him to talk, and then repeatedly poked at him that he is a awesome. yeah because it just doesn't strike me like he has never done that before you know what I mean it doesn't strike oh. me as something particularly in his character but again we talked offline and there's something later in this book that I also think is fucking out of character for him so I guess maybe he gets his hurt his feelings a little hurtier hurt than I think <laughs> Yeah, he might maybe. be a little but, more sulky than I thought he was. <laughs>
1: but so, but here's the thing, and this is the part that I struggle with because, yes, she's reached out to him. I want to talk. She goes to Amron. She tells Amorin what she does, and let's face it, you and I both know there's no way in hell Amorin was keeping that shit to herself.
0: Right, you know Amorin at the very least was like, Reese, I'm telling you, you gotta deal with this, bro.
1: <laughs> you know, and then she comes back, and she's trying to be cute and funny and be like, hey, if you've moved somewhere, let me know because you, I need a key because, you know, nothing. So then the next day after breakfast, which means she has seen Cassian for training, right? So she had to go up to the night house of, of wind. And Cassie's telling her that he's being all sulky up there. Alright, let's, let's be a little real. Stop right there for a sec. He's sulking at the House of Wind. Cassian comes and gets Feyre to do training at the House of Wind because we know that that's where the training <laughs> ring is, right?
0: Which brings so, me to another point, which is, you know Cassian is like, Mommy and Daddy are fighting. Also, Mommy, Daddy's fucking over there. <laughs> like, but, if you're wondering, means, he's over there.
1: <laughs> which means when Feyre's asking about him and she's gone... Cassian's running to him going, yo, dude. She's asking. Get off your ass and respond to her. Talk to her. She's asking about you. Get, get going. Pick up your ass and move.
0: Right. And he still fucking doesn't, which is wild.
1: It Yeah, that pisses me off. I'd be a little salty as shit with his ass for that, too. I'd be like, Meh. So she writes him after meeting with Cassian, and she's like, Cassie says you're sulking in the house of wind. What an unhigh lord-like behavior. What of my training? No reply. So she gets angry. So after lunch, she comes back and she sits down. And she, finds out, she fires off this one, which I think is kind of interesting. Because you can tell she's getting pissed. She's like, is this punishment? Or do people in your inner circle not get second chances if they piss you off? you are a hateful coward
0: in fairness she might also be desperate because i feel like that would be my move i feel like my move would be exactly this as far as like i tried to be nice and say we want i wanted to talk to you then i tried to be funny and that didn't work so now i'm going to try right. to piss you off and get you to come yell at me because then at least you'll fucking show up so i mean i exactly. actually get the method but i still don't fucking work
1: uh, yeah well it finally sort of does so as she's finally getting ready to go to starfall she's getting out of the bathtub and the letter finally disappears at which point the twins arrive to help her get dressed she's waiting for a response it doesn't come womp womp which is why i say it doesn't work
0: He reads it, but he
1: don't give a fuck. He did not respond. No response. Boo his bad news. But that's the end of the chapter.
0: Yeah. So now we're just God,
1: sad. That's a hard place to end. Like, So yeah, it's tough. talk about. just awkward. sad.
0: Mommy and daddy are fighting. <laughs> but it's okay, because we have songs, and next week we will, uh, you know, make it all better and kiss the boo-boos by talking about Starfall. <laughs>
1: Boy, will we kiss some boo-boos away.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that'll be a fun time. So, Kim, talk to us about our playlist, because this
1: shit's some fun (laughs) (laughs) today. We did. We had a good time with our playlist. We really did. Um, So, because we have a lot of different things to unpack here, I, I, I broke our songs into to three parts, like three sections of the chap- of, of this section for the podcast, okay? So the first section is where they're dealing with the queens. They're meeting with the queens and let's face it, we all find out what total bitches these queens are. And the first song is Wannabe by the Spice Girls, you know. I really want to know. Do you really want to know?
0: We really want to know. Where's the fucking book?
1: <laughs> right. And then... The other one is With or Without You by U2. Which, yes, I know it's supposed to be a love song. Please, it's not a love song in this case. We are literally looking at it as how they're trying to work with the Queens. And yeah. Are you with we'll, us or are you without us? Like we'll are do you this with shit us? With you
0: or without you. With you would be a lot fucking easier. <laughs> without you We'd might like be the easiest.
1: <laughs> but you know, hey, whatever. So those are our two songs for the time with the queens. The next section is A Court of Nightmares. When they're under the mountain at the Court of Nightmares playing, I guess is the nicest way I can say it. And the first song is one of my personal favorites by one of my all-time favorite bands and it is A Question of Lust by Depeche Mode. (laughs) Love me some DM. Mm -mm -mm. And trust me, it fits what's happening. The next line, the next song, it's kind of funny. But it's very appropriate and it's Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. Because <laughs> let's face it they've blurred a lot of lines here.
0: <laughs> okay, but for real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then the song after that I picked again I love this man. I'm, I'm so sad he's, he's no longer here. It's Kiss by Prince because all I want to do is Seems kind of fitting for this part of the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's t- <laughs> like I said, we, uh, I, th- I think I said this to Kim offline as well. Uh, this reminds me of Pretty Woman. We kiss everything but mouths, apparently.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But if you know the lyrics, it does fit. So kiss, baby. And then the last song in this section is is Kelsey's Contribution, which is absolutely hysterical, and it's London Bridge by Fergie, and it's specifically for what's happening just before Asriel arrives.
0: Yeah, like, let's be real, guys. This shit was getting wild. (laughs) I don't know what the next move was if Asriel hadn't come back, like, I got the orb! <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I don't really know. Our hand was way north of where it was supposed to be. And Bear was way way not able to hide her intuiteness. So I yeah, the girl was about to fucking fall apart and we were all about to watch. <laughs>
1: Okay, she was about right, ready to jump his bones. let's be let's be honest she was gonna jump Reese's bones right there and on we the we're throne. all just gonna watch um <laughs> you know I'm kind of glad Reese stopped it for a variety of reasons because we know it's coming and mm, chapter 55
0: what if the well fair but if this is your deal I'm telling you I'm a thousand percent telling you go read me on gods right now
1: <laughs> yes Yes, right now. <laughs> so the last little bit is after the court of nightmares, basically after they fight. So it's it's chapter forty four, and it's you know they they've argued, they're fighting, they're uh, you know she's feeling horrible, he's upset in the beginning of the chapter. So anyway. That's where we are, so keep that thought in mind, okay, emotionally. The first song is May It Be, whether you go with Anya's version or Celtic Woman or some other version, those are the two that I know that I really enjoy. Um, and then the next song is Evermore, sung by Dan Stevens or Josh Groban, who I am a huge Grobanite, so go Josh. Um, and, you know, they're beautiful songs, and, and it, if you're not sure where it's from, it is from the Beauty and the Beast live-action movie it was written specifically for that movie and it's it's truly beautiful and it's about how the beast realizes that no matter what he's he he does love her and she will always be a part of him and he set her free and anyway it's beautiful so i think it it's very appropriate for how they're both feeling and and they're just not communicating that with each other and if you're listening
0: on spotify you'll hear clips from these at the end and if you're listening on something else you can go hunt them down
1: Very true. Very, very true.
0: And I'm very excited to say I do have a TikTok for today. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not, it, it doesn't really have to go with this section. It just does because it was uh, Human City related. And uh, it's Taylors underscore Book Talks. And I will link it in the show notes. And she's got a very funny, quick TikTok um, about <laughs> if you were, uh, you know, like a prisoner who had been caught to be questioned in the Hume City. And uh, I mean, who's going to show up? Oh, oh yeah, that's Azrael's job, right? Um, so, how hard are you really going to try to escape when that man shows up? <laughs> Shirtless. <laughs> yeah. Like, Shirtless. Uh, never mind. I think I'll stay. <laughs>
1: It's awesome, y'all. Just it's awesome.
0: Hilarious. So I will link it in the show notes. <laughs> and then uh, I'm excited next week. I already have two TikToks uh, for Starfall, and I'm very excited about them.
1: Uh- <laughs> Starfall's my favorite, you guys.
0: Yes. And, as always, find us of all the things, uh, Massive Fans, two A's for Sarah Jane Mass's name. So, uh, website, MassiveFansBookClub.com, Facebook, massivefansbookclub Club and Podcast, Twitter at Massive Podcast, Instagram at Massive fans Podcast, Pinterest at massivefans, TikTok at Massive Fan Pod, basically, anywhere you can find humans, we're there.
1: We're there. <laughs> More we active than
0: others, but we're there. <laughs>
1: hey and, and guys you know if you're listening and you like it you know review us then go to our website and put on our contact us page and let us know where the review is yeah. and your information and we will send you a really cool sticker we just got them in and I have to yes, say they're they so awesome in. and so cool
0: yes they're so fun
1: And so you'll get a sticker from us, and you'll get a note from us, and for the record, yes, I have checked it, and yes, the the contact us form does work, (laughs) so um, please let us know what you think, and, you know, tell us where you reviewed it, and uh, we'll go, and we'll check it, and we'll verify it, and get us your contact information, and we'll get you a sticker sent off, so you know, we really we really want input from you. If you have songs you think we should be including, let us know. If you have a song coming up for further out in the book or another book, let us know.
0: Or but if you I make that requested TikTok series about how the Bat Boys and everybody else uh, you know reacts to the section of chapters, I'm into Let it. Let us
1: know. <laughs> Let us know. We will both be there for that.
0: Um, uh, like I said, we've got some TikTokers we mentioned in the past, who I know, listen, and uh, I would love to see any
1: of you take this on. <laughs> Ready, please? With sugar on top? Pretty pretty uh, all right, and with that, uh, I guess it'll,
0: you know, we'll still be around next week. Talk about Starfall and some other shiznit.
1: <laughs> yes, then there's that Illyrian war camp thing going on.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just saying that I'm really excited because we're about to get to, like, my favorite, like, overused book trope where we're just, like, you know, two fuckers, one bed. <laughs> for some reason we were able to have a second bed when we were in the moral realm but you know trying to get one now would just be too complicated
1: (laughs) well i honestly don't know if there's room
0: yeah i don't know (laughs) excuses (laughs) excuses
1: i know we'll figure it out we'll figure it out
0: we will chat with you next week so okay (laughs) bye bye